Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. What is up? It's another episode of Tailgater Sports. My name is Eric. I have two other guys on the podcast with me. This guy over here, his name is Randy. What's up? He's a LA local with me. We're both stationed in Los Angeles. The third guy on our podcast. His name is Tyler. He's in Houston. Yeehaw. I am. We're going to hear a lot from Tyler today, unfortunately. Don't turn off the podcast right now. I promise <laughs> me, and Ra- me and Randy will even it out, so it's not going to be all Tyler. But we will be previewing the AFC South and the NFC South. We're doing a division by division. So we have Dirty those- Bird Gang. So we have those two divisions this episode, <laughs> so and then we're going to wrap up the division previews with the AFC West and the NFC West next week. But this week, we will have the AFC South oh, and the NFC South. So yes, of course, home of the Atlanta Falcons, Tyler's favorite team in air quotes and home of the Houston Texans where Tyler works and lives and it's his uh, new favorite team. Yeah, no his new quotes. favorite team. His new uh his new air quotes favorite team also. He's like I do not claim the Texans nor should anybody he's else. He's a Houston homer now. It's he's really not yeah. even trying to hide it See, anymore. See the way you know Tyler is not true. The way you know Tyler's into something is if he tweets it. Like if he tweets something then it's official. And he started tweeting about the Texans and that's how I knew I'm like oh right. it's official. But before that before we get to all the NFL stuff today because yes the preseason is over. The NFL regular season is Thank um 12 God. days away from now maybe 13 if my math is correct right. today's 30th right before we get to the nfl stuff um we got to talk a little bit about the mets because there's some stuff going down javi Baez, <laughs> new kid on the block is pissing off fans uh francisco lindor joining the fun um but before we even get to that i usually open the podcast kind of talk about what randy is wearing because you know he's just an interesting guy his wardrobe choices are plenty um you know stripes uh, WrestleMania shirts at the moment, Hush. at the moment, I've got quite a belly. So it's just like whatever fits. Right. You know, speaking of belly real quick, before I get to the question I have for yeah. you, you did, oh, you did text damn. me that right, your, yeah. uh, your green Bay Packers Jersey that we talked about last podcast yeah, came in right. the mail. It arrived. How does it fit? You said you got it a little smaller to try to make yourself lose weight into it. How, how are we looking? How, uh, how many tight. pounds LBs you got to cut here? Uh, at least 30, 30 oh, to 35. Oh, dude, that's, it is, would you order a medium? It, no, dude, I got an XL, but it was so crazy because I think, um okay, because there's a lot of different factors because there are like three tiers of NFL jerseys. There's the regular one, the like mm-hmm. somewhat elite, and then like the authentic one. So I bought, I got the middle one because I was like, you know what? I might as well pay a little bit extra. It's 20 bucks more. It's the better quality yeah. or whatever. Um, so I get it and I got it in XL. Now, granted, the last jersey I had was a Clay Matthews one uh, when they, when Reebok made the jerseys mm-hmm. and that was a large and it fit me pretty good until like and in, this is through like NFL shop, NFL shop, the, the Packer shop. Not, so not from like China where I got my Tyrod no, Taylor like Bills jersey, DH Gate websites or any of that stuff. <laughs> I think I might have been through that. I think uh, I might have been through DH Gate. Okay, so before I talk about how tight this jersey was, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. The quality of the jersey, the feel of it. I bought my buddy a jersey for the for the Washington football team when they were formerly known as the uh, other name. Ooh, the and yeah, name. Shh, don't say that. And uh, the, the quality of the jersey, man, if I'm being honest, kind of felt the same. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Yeah. So, But it's like the more you think about this, the more it becomes just obvious that there are companies now overseas, usually in China, that have figured out how to make these jerseys yeah. and they just – shoot them out like it's nothing well i don't know if i told you guys this story but when i ordered my tyrod taylor jersey i bought it because they were coming to uh los angeles to play the chargers back there in carson at StubHub or dignity sports health whatever it was named at that time of the year um so i ordered it you know six seven months in advance hey they're coming to town i need a tyrod i need a jersey you know me i'm not a big jersey guy because i think i curse people makes sense i ordered it the next day the website was gone 
Oh my God. I ordered Ooh. it. I swear to God, it was like 30 bucks. I wasn't tripping too hard because I knew where I was going, where I was coming from. Website was gone. Couldn't mm -hmm. URL click, click, gone. Ugh, so I email. I know I figured I'm getting gypped. So I email, email, no replies, no replies. Fast forward like five months later, the jersey showed up on my doorstep two weeks before the game. Yeah. I totally forgot about it. And it's crazy too because whenever you order these jerseys from like overseas, it arrives beat up. Like it's been through hell. Yeah. Been duct taped so, like 16 yep, times. Some weird like kind of vacuum sealed yeah. plastic. Whack, I'm in a vacuum box. sealed, a bunch of different like labels on it. Like, cause you know it made it, it made the trip through China. And this yeah. little package, the little package I could was making its way to Eric Roberts' doorstep. But, um, you know, the jersey felt a little weird. I put it on the gut, very visible. Very visible. Yeah. So I've, I I am trying very hard to lose weight, primarily because I made a promise to my girlfriend I would lose 40 pounds. Well, that'll, that'll that was before you. I gained 15 pounds. So, uh, yeah, so I've definitely got a long road ahead of me. So eh, maybe hopefully by the playoffs, it's there, 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 That'll encourage you, though, because I have I have a shirt, a jersey. A so yeah. We talked about how right. soccer jerseys are kind of fit tighter. Oh, man. I have a USA soccer jersey that I've noticed within the past few months right. before I kind of started going back to gym regularly. I'm like, oh, a little, little, <sighs> little tighter around yeah, the, the, the little love handle areas I got going here. Especially because soccer jerseys are built for like European bodybuilders. Right, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's right. A large in Italy is a small in America. Well, so, we'll wait sick. for the picture. Hopefully uh, you look good in it. Yeah. Hopefully not Hold like your breath. A, Hold your breath. Tube sock or something. Oh, my God. Um, so my question for you. Brett. Um, is it revolves around my attire today. And Tyler, okay. you're going to have to visualize me. I'm wearing my typical LA Dodgers hat, you know, my go-to okay. most of okay. the time. I'm sure yeah. you all know it. Of course. And of course. I'm, I'm also wearing a Buffalo Bills shirt. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, okay. is there a problem double teaming? You know me, I also don't like the double team. I I, I don't like being the guy, Dodger yeah. hat, Dodger jersey, yeah, when no I'm not going to a game. You don't want to be that hey, guy. Hey, is that a guy, Dodger fan? Guess what? He probably is because yeah. he's head to toe Dodger gear. Oh, man. Do you guys have a problem? Because I've talked to a few people in my past that do. Right. Do you have a problem with me wearing different teams and also different cities? Um, No, because I, I think that this is the best approach when it comes to uh, supporting your teams while not being obnoxious about it. Because, right. you know, you could be those guys who just... That because there's nothing worse than the the dude who has the windbreaker and then like the lanyard and then the hat on. I have, because, I have a Bill's lanyard yeah, right now. I know, too. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, you do. I know. I know tons of guys though who like they make it a thing to make to make it known that they only really support one team. Right. And that to me is always a little obnoxious. Like, all right, man, you got the jacket on, you got a shirt on, the lanyard, mm -hmm. the hat on. Like, we get it. Like, you gotta, you have to accessorize a little right. bit, but you don't want to be too over the top and obnoxious. And the point is, you don't want to look like you're on the coaching staff. Yeah, and my thing is too is you know me being a, a Dodger guy, I'm always wearing right. Dodger blue, and then a lot of my Bills shirts are blue, not the same blue, but they're blue, so they match for the most part. Yeah. And but I always come through this mental like kind of tug of war with myself. Like, come on, bro, you're wearing a Buffalo shirt and an LA hat. Is it a problem? Now, Tyler, on the other hand, he has like 85,000 different baseball hats now. I don't know he if does. you have a lot of true, true. I don't know if you have a lot of team specific shirts or sweatshirts to kind of clash like I'm painting right here, Tyler. No, the only shirts I own are L.A. Kings, the Angels and Falcons. Those are the only teams like as far as shirts go that I wear uh, the hats. You are correct. Yeah, I do dabble in between. I mean, I'm. I, I like is, the way they what's look. What's your That's total what up to now? Have you have you continued to buy them? Because it's been a while since we checked in on your hat totals. Uh yes, actually, I just happened to check this a week ago. It is at nineteen. <laughs> so. What'd you start with? Like three? I started with I think three or four. Oh my so. god, dude! <laughs> I've made like an internal list of hats I would wear. Obviously, Dodgers. I already do Packers. Although I find it increasingly difficult to wear a football hat because football hats rarely yeah. ever. 
hit the same as baseball yeah, hats football, do. Yeah. Football Obviously. hats are just, they're just weird. Like even you know? NBA hats, like Mitchell and Ness yeah. comes out with some really nice NBA hats. Mitchell and Ness hats and I'm like, feel like huge on me though. Yeah, they feel see, like, like their, their front end, the like front little quadrant right. is massive. See the way, the way I think sense, yeah. the, the, the perfect sort of get up, if you will, for sports pertaining to attire, when it comes to basketball, a windbreaker, a jacket, maybe mm. a hoodie. You know, maybe See, some I'm, of the I'm straight up some of the shorts when it comes to basketball. Oh yeah, the jersey, obviously. Baseball, the hat, really. Yeah. I mean, maybe a casual shirt, but normally, if you see me wearing any baseball stuff, it's gonna be a hat. And then football is shirt, jersey, all the way. Yeah. Like I have base, I have football hats, but it's just I don't know. It's just it's kind of it's it's a little bit more difficult to pull off a a football hat than than yeah. than it is to pull off a baseball hat, obviously. True. Yeah, but to go back to Eric's original question, um. I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Miss, if you had different teams, but they're from the same city, like let's say you were collabing Chargers, Dodgers, or Rams, Dodgers, I could, I'm okay with that. The different cities thing, I, I don't like it. It's weird. A little it, weird, right? I, I, yeah. I, I feel I don't a little weird. It. But I mean, honestly, you personally saying this, I really don't care about what you say. So, uh, oh, I as do. Long as so Randy's that, okay with it. No, but I get what you're saying, though. Like, literally, it says LA on my forehead, and then yeah. I have like Buffalo on my chest. Kind of you know buffalo over my heart you know blood runs Buffalo. deep i mean look, look I, I i've come to terms like i like i briefly mentioned with hats that i'd be okay wearing with dodgers yes and then my, my preferred football teams uh and after that maybe local yeah. mls teams well, it's, it's or... really it's really the only problem i have is my dodger hat because yeah. if i don't have a dodgers hat on i have a king's hat or several bills hats yeah. i mean i even have multiple dodgers it's all blue and all right. white so That's if you it. had to wear another baseball team's hat that wasn't the dodgers and you had to no choice what would you oh. wear like if you like i me because for it some wouldn't me, be giants or padres no no way that. nobody for, in yeah, california no for me i have this sort of like well the a's i like the a's but, but like if it was the 80s that it'd be green different, but, pretty but nice. the a's is pretty nice yeah. but but like minus the whole like elephant logo thing because it's just weird for me. But um, just get the curse of A's. If, if know, I had to, like if I had to choose a different team because I have for some reason this irrational love of Wisconsin, it'd be the Brewers. Well, yeah, you have a hometown team. That's where I'm going. I'm going Toronto for more likely because yeah. it's a Buffalo Bison tie-in. But it's so funny team. because the they team, played in Buffalo for like a year and a half when the lockdown yeah, was going down. The team we base all of our decisions off of is the football the fo team. Yeah, I get that. You know? That's true. That's very true. I feel myself being way more stressed out over football than any other sport exactly but yeah that's a look inside my daily struggle literally in the morning when i'm showering i know what i'm wearing most of the time yep and then i'm like yep. oh crap it's a bill's shirt I'm and then i have to realize i'm like well do i do i double up double bill's hat yeah. or do i just suck it up last week i came to work i had a bill shirt on a bill's hat on and i realized the jacket i put on was a bill zip up <sighs> didn't wear the zip up hoodie at all for the rest of the day because you know it gets cold in these studios i yeah. gotta have the ac crack rather, because all this, the equipment i had yeah. three and when i uh -uh. sat down uh -uh. i'm like oh and my bill's lanyard's hanging on my pocket <sighs> yeah dude a little overload i was no. bad i was mad at myself for that one no dude oh man yeah that that, that, that is pretty rough hey you like the bills no no why, why you say that <laughs> what are we talking about okay. all right well thank you i feel a little better about myself I'm still probably going to try to avoid it because it's personally in my in my soul. I feel weird about it, but I won't feel as bad. So before let's get out of the topic before we fall into another. Um, I feel like every other episode we're either talking yeah. jerseys. We haven't done mascots in a while. Good for us. We, we haven't fallen we make down it a, the mascot wormhole. We in a make while. it a big topic to talk about something, and then that big topic becomes like a short topic because we get lost. <laughs> right? In yeah. Else. It's like we are are yeah. like little setup ones that you know. You know, the appetizers of the podcast end yeah. up like it's it's when the breadsticks come 
at Olive yeah. Garden. It's when you make the decision to, you know what, I'll take another... Uh, yeah, yeah bring another a basket of breadsticks and you realize, oh damn, I got 10 pounds of pasta coming yeah. and I filled up on breadsticks and water. Two baskets of breadsticks. Like, you know what, I'll take another Zopa de Toscana, please. Yeah, see, and this right now what we're doing is that second breadstick that you just ate and said, crap, mm -hmm. I said I was done two breadsticks ago. Exactly. So, all right, let's get out of it. The New York Mets. Oh God. So the New York Mets, nice. the New York Mets have been spiraling a little bit. They've kind of, they were leading the NL East for a cool minute. And then they just kind of, I know That's baseball, man, I know they've been, um, they've been dealing with some injuries. They got Francisco Lindor, who's, who wasn't playing well, even before he was injured. Yeah. They swung for the fences when it got Javi Baez at the deadline. He got injured. Well, Javi Baez is back and, but. um, and a little, butt, but he's back. Um, and he has some words for the, or not words, I guess, I guess gestures. He's been thumbs downing the New York Mets fans. If there's any fan base in the world that you yeah. gotta kind of get who they are. Is New York, New yeah, Yorkers. So, you know, they're not the best people in the world New in Yorkers. general, but let alone Mets fans. And when you're playing like crap, you remember a fan uh, went viral. It was the old white guy with the beard. And he was just standing behind home plate, hands down. I think it was to Todd Frazier, maybe back mm -hmm. when Frazier was on the Mets. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they've been giving the Mets the business. They've been letting them hear it. And Javi Baez has started to thumbs down them when he performs. And this is his explanation as to um why he's been doing it hey javier what is the thumbs down celebration after a big hit mean just the booze that we get you know we like we're not we're not machines we're gonna struggle you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna struggle seven times out of, out of ten and and you know it just it just feels bad when 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 we strike out when i strike out and i get boo you know it doesn't really get to me but like i want i want to let them know that when we success, we're gonna do the same thing to to know how to to let them know how how it feels, you know. Because if we win together, then we we gotta lose together, you know. And 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 the fans are really big part of it. So, um, in my case, they they gotta be better, you know. I I play for the fans and I love the fans, but you know if if they're gonna do that, they they just putting more pressures on the team, and and that's not that's not what we want. Okay, I get where he's coming from. I'm not a fan of the odds, he said, that we're going to struggle seven times out of ten. That's more than 500. I understand where he's coming from. I, me personally, I'm not a booer. I don't go to games and boo. I don't really right. even heckle very much. It depends on how much I've been drinking, to be honest. But I don't, I don't really go and heckle. I don't really get in. You know, I'm not a loud person to begin with. Um, but I understand where he's coming from. But this is the first instance that I can think of. I don't know if you guys can remember any other ones where a, f a player has, you know, kind of lashed out. And only lashed out with, you know, I guess people players talk about hey you know i heard the booze i heard the booze i gotta perform better but not only to talk about hearing it but start gesturing back to them and thumbs downing them not even like something discreet just full-on nope double thumbs down to you guys well the best rivalry of 2021 has been mets versus the mets because just <laughs> ongoing if it's not one thing it's another and i like that uh tyler sent me the uh the headlines of like with the new york post uh, oh, the, the daily New York news media is great. Yeah. And one of the posts was go to hell Mets fans, which like, I don't think he said that no, necessarily the reading between the lines, a but it's bit. just, but that's a perfect example. Of what you're talking about. I know your audience, like New York is going to take it and they're going to run with it 110% and crank it up to 11. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And Mets fans already suffer enough. Like it's been an ongoing joke forever that Mets fans are always suffering. Like Noah Singrad, I believe was supposed to start his rehab, uh, rehab, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Schedule uh, sometime this week, and he got postponed because he got, he got COVID. Joke, Jacob Degrom was having an MLB record setting like year. MVP NL, Cy Young. Yeah, NL Cy Young. He had 
driven in more runs than he'd given up yeah. at the point of the season when he went down with an injury. So yeah, it's been up and down season. Pete Alonso, outside of winning the home run derby, has been kind of snake bitten. He's like, grounds into more uh, double play balls and home run balls. This has just been a really rough year for Javi Baez too. Like I think this has been like the overrated year where everyone's calling him out for being overrated. And then, like, people are rejoicing that the fact that he got shipped out of Chicago. Other people are sad that he left. And, you know, I don't really understand why it is they thought that the problems were going to be fixed by bringing him into the the starting lineup. Like, that was the one thing that was going to turn everything around. It wasn't like your two aces got injured. Right. And suddenly it's like, let's add more hitting power. Not that we already have the polar bear on, so, on the roster. So, one of the comments on the, the video, Randy, he was right there with you. Struggle seven times out of ten. That would make them all 300 hitters. We don't have one. I know. That is, <laughs> it's absolutely bonkers, man. It's banana, especially in a city like New York. Like, yeah. they're going to be on you. Don't get me wrong. I just mentioned it. The Mets have consistently been bad, but this is the first time that a, a player has taken it upon themselves to just lash out. Like, I remember a few weeks ago, the Mets came to town to take on the Dodgers, and one of the Mets players, I can't remember his name, uh, freaked out because he thought Walker Buehler had oh, gone. Oh, McNeil, Jeff yeah, McNeil. Jeff McNeil had gone, uh, had gone a strike three call, and he was not happy with it, and he threw his bat. Yeah. And all the Mets fans, dude, in the comments were like, well, he's overrated, so I don't get it. I think the, <laughs> the big thing, too, was, actually, no, I think they might have been in New York for this. Because Rojas didn't get out of the dugout to defend his player or, de- mm-hmm. or argue that call. Well, that's the problem, too, is the fact that you can pull from so many different instances during this So season. many instances. So, and I know Tyler's itching because he he's, wrote a a, blog. He's, wrote a, he's written a blog about this, which he tried to sneak into our group chat yeah. as a screenshot. And he was like, he was not, you know, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, OK, Tyler, I wonder where this is from. Yeah. It's all of a sudden a screenshot. Luckily, Randy uh, sniffed it out before I read it because I'm anti Tyler's blog. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Go go read it if you want to. It's full of malarkey and eh, it's some, fun. It's a fun time. <laughs> if you want to see Tyler choose violence in yeah. air quotes, go click his blog. And like it's, half the time you read his blogs, <laughs> it's not like you read it. And you're like this dude does not sound like he's having a good time. So like bre- <laughs> like like Tyler chooses to make himself miserable for I don't know however long it takes to write right, a blog. Wordsmith, I've uh, let you salivate on it and get your words in order, okay? Or just click your link so you can read yeah. it word for word verbatim. Uh, what do you think here, Tyler? I know I know there was a Bobby Bonilla reference in the in your in your post somewhere. There was like a mascot flipping me off yeah. the camera. Yeah, the so, Mr. So Met the, reference. It's the greatest hits. This is this is basically what I said. I said it might be. I'll just read it word for word. What it I said. <laughs> oh my god! This <laughs> I said. This honestly might be the most Mets thing to ever happen. And this is coming from the same team who pays Bobby Bonilla annually for telling him to go way back in the nineties. The same team whose own mascot was flipping off the fans a couple years ago. And this is the same team who only weeks ago had their owner calling them out on Twitter of all places. And by the way, last night he said. I miss the days when the biggest controversy was the black jerseys. And it's so bad that the president of the Mets has to come out and put out a statement saying, you guys go ahead and boo all you want. Our players are not supposed to be doing that. And it was honestly, it was one of the last quotes. It said, Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable which is a lie and more than willing to express themselves we love them for every one of those qualities so now you can just expect mets fans to just bombard them with fu's and probably something racist because new yorkers are terrible people but like (laughs) it's just how i i don't understand how a team can be this it can continue to be this dysfunctional they are 
baseball's version of like the Eagles or the Jets. So I guess the Jets is a fair comparison because they're also in New yeah, York. The street. Yeah. It's, it's just share, share a mailman. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand how a team can just be this bad and just not get out of their own way. And it's like, and they can't do anything to stop it. They've changed owners. It's still the same. They've changed players. It's still the same. They've changed GMs, managers, coaching staff. They changed stadiums, and it's still the same. They, I just don't understand. Didn't they hire, hire Carlos Beltran, and then he got axed before he was even a, a manager because of the cheating crap out of Houston? Exactly. They <laughs> hired him, and then he got axed, I think, two months after he took the job, and now they're stuck with whoever the hell is in the dugout now. I honestly do not care enough about the Mets to even know the man's name. They are just so bad, and it's... I don't understand. All you have to do is literally look across the city and look at the Yankees and be like, hey, we should be like those guys and not get in our own way. But they do it every time. It's for those cities that have two teams, there's always the big brother that's very obvious, and there's always the very obvious little brother. For New York, it's the Mets are the little brother, Yankees are the big brother. For L.A., as much as I don't want to admit it, the Dodgers are the big brother and the Angels are the are Wait, little brother. No, no, that's like it's, a redheaded stepchild, little brother. I'm that's not even well, by blood, dude. The, I see what you did there because the Angels are red. Very nicely done. <laughs> okay, so I, like, I'm just saying, they're, even for, uh, I don't know, if you want to count Baltimore in the D.C. metro area, it's very clear that the Orioles are the little brother to the Nationals who just won a World Series, and the Nationals aren't even that good. It's just I don't understand how one team can just not get out of its own way. Yeah. This poorly and this badly, it just doesn't make any sense. But here we are talking about it, and I'm not going to lie, the Mets mascot flipping off the fans is one of the best things to happen in all of baseball. So so if you want to find really consistently funny stuff too, uh, the Mets Reddit page continues to deliver oh, hit I after bet, hit. Dude. One of the uh, big things, ongoing trends that's starting to get traction amongst the fans here is they're saying, let's all stand up and give a standing ovation every time Bias strikes out. Maybe that'll make him happy. And people seem to be getting on board with that. And they're like, all right, I'll do it next to Mets City Field. Which, if you think about it, this is kind of a good thing for the Mets too. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. Not because the fans are going to rally around, but fans are going to want to pay money to get into the stadium to just to watch this train wreck just to be that petty and to like applaud the team for sucking ticket prices or ticket sales are probably going to go up which just is, because it's how petty they are. Which is so funny that you say that is because like they have, they, I mean, their, their chances are fading. We're going into the final month of the MLB season. We're going to talk about the Yankees in a little bit because Tyler mentioned them and I'm, I, they've totally flipped the script. They're like the anti Mets in a lot of ways. Like Tyler mentioned the NL East was in the Mets hands. They were doing well and they kind of started to collapse. The Yankees on the complete opposite have flipped the script. They had a 13-game winning streak. I think they've gained, like, I forget the exact number, but about four or five games on the Tampa Bay Rays in the race for the AL East. Not and only that, they were out of the wild card picture, and they've surged so far ahead. They've actually taken the second wild card spot from Oakland, and Oakland, I think, is now like three and a half. Yeah, the, the standings wow. right now, actually, the Yankees are in the first wild card spot with a two-game lead on the Red Sox, who the Red oh, Sox damn, have better. fell off completely I thought, the Yankees I, surged and the yeah. Rays have been the Rays they've been really good all year but yeah the Yankees have been the anti-Mets in a lot of ways because they had a surge and all of a sudden their bats they weren't hitting into those double play balls like Pete Alonso was doing Oof. they were getting caught stealing base pass they were 
They weren't booing the fans at Yankee Stadium. Instead, they went out and got Joey Gallo, uh, Chris Bryant, two monster left-hand bats to just, you know, hit moonshots into that short porch at Yankee Stadium. He needs to get out of there. Like, Javi, Javi buys his well, time. He's, has started. He's, um, he's a one-year. He's a rental, right? His, yeah. his contract's up. So oh, he, trust, he, he's going to get out of there. He just gone. burned that bridge. Yeah, if he knows he, what's he good for him. He will not be returning next season with yeah. the Nets. If he knows what's good for him, he's going to get out of there. And I hope Javi Baez knows this now that forever until the day he stops playing baseball, and probably even after that, he will forever be known in New uh, York as that City guy. Field, bro. No, don't, you're don't go there. But the thing is, too, the one that I was actually kind of uh, surprised by, Javi buys whatever. I think he knows he's not playing. He's not going to be a Met next year. Yeah. He's not going to be a Met in a month and a half because the Mets no. aren't going to make the playoffs probably. No way. The one who I was surprised who was kind of joking and doing it with him was uh, Francisco Lindor. Lindor just signed a mega contract with the Mets. He's locked in. He'll he'll be a Met for a cool minute. Well, I think and Lindor he's just, straight up smiling. Yeah, thumbs down. If the if the Mets fans, well, yeah, think, tell him Javi. I think Lindor is sort of like an innocent sort of situation where he's like, yeah, Javi, let's he's thumbs the, down. He's the hype man behind the rap battle. Yeah, with and the white shirt. Lindor woo, doesn't even realize how him. bad he's putting himself in a position because and he hasn't been playing well either this yeah, year. Bias so he's got no base there. to stand on. Well, the thing is, like, it just this is another instance of of just an overall mess from top to bottom. The uh, the the GM. Just, I don't know what he's doing. And, you know, it's going to take a lot to rebuild the team, like starting with letting go of the, of the you know, the the manager. But that's not going to happen because it seems like Rojas's job is safe, at least for next season as well. But the roster from top to bottom is just, it's a mess too. Your two aces are injured. Um, you can't hit the ball to save your life. And, and the big acquisition you got has pretty much burned the bridge there. He's never going to yeah, be back. Fans don't hate Nobody's going to be buying Javi Baez jerseys yeah. in, in New York anymore. And what a, what a rough year for Javi Baez, too. He got kicked out of Chicago because he couldn't hit the ball to save his life. Can't hit the ball in New York. And the one time he makes con- contact off of some lucky pitch, he decides to just burn all credibility he, had he has. That, he had that one screen grab, too, of the <laughs> the swing for the fences when it was like a curveball in the dirt 12 oh, feet before right. the home play. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a tough yeah. couple of weeks for Javi Baez. Now, I, I mentioned this briefly before we started recording, but when it comes to like Major League Baseball players... And I mean this in the sense of in which like these guys normally are pretty humble. They're just they come to play baseball. That's it. They're kind of like hockey players. I'm but hockey players typically don't say bonehead things like this because hockey players don't like to talk to people. Yeah, that's just kind of how they're robotic, dude. They're robotic. They're not going to put foot in mouth. The problem with baseball players is they make a lot of money, like the amount of money a third world country brings in every single year. And these dudes sit there and they're like, you know what? I'm humble. But I'm also kind of not. I'm going to say something stupid. So I propose spokespeople for players so that players don't say bonehead things like this and completely burn every bridge that they have. Because this has happened before, and I'm sure it's going to happen again. But until the end of time, Javi Baez will always be the poster boy for stupid things said at stupid times. Yep. Also, the crazy thing, too, though, is while it is fun to rip on the Mets, I... Like, this would hit way different if he was in the Yankees. Like, I feel like the Mets fans are upset. Yeah, the little brother. It's like, okay, this yeah. is some, like, your little brother's getting in his first fight in school, and you're like, okay, let's handle this. Little bro, you got it. Right. Yeah, if, if this was Chris Bryant, just got shipped from Chicago, <sighs> and he's like, hey, they booed me. I'm going to boo them in yeah. Yankee Stadium. I'll Screw you them. guys. That'd be a completely different story. I hate this place. But... Also, Chris Bryant's a nice guy and not a total ass. Exactly. So that's but not gonna but happen. the thing is, I don't think Javi Baez is an ass. I just think he just... He was just really. He just said something really know. stupid. I kind of got a feeling. I never really so? liked Javi from some of those games against the Dodgers. I know this is probably biased. LA fan definitely. talking. We're definitely. Being I kind of got. He's kind of a tool. We're bag. definitely being Javi biased. You got the MLB logo tattoo on the back of your neck like a jersey. Kind of. Randy, I hate you for that. Shut up. <laughs>
we're definitely Javi biased. <laughs> All right. I missed it. I'm glad. I'm glad you circled oh. back because I I kind of like that was good. I'm was I'm good. always appreciative of a good pun. That's good. Um, go. before we get to NFL previews, like I said, one month left in the MLB regular season. Uh, I'm taking a quick glance at the standings real quick. Me being a Dodger fan, I'm really locked into the NL West race. I'm sure Randy yep. is too. And how most awesome people, it is! That most the Dodgers... people are just because of how tight it is. Uh, the Dodgers, 82 wins. San Francisco Giants, 84 yeah. wins. Best two teams in baseball. The Rays have 82, so you could split hairs there. Right. But the best two teams in baseball. Dodgers had a golden opportunity this weekend. They were playing the Rockies. The Giants were playing the Braves. The Giants went one and two. Hell yeah, door open. Maybe the Dodgers can close that two and a half game gap. Instead. They get shut out by the Rockies on Sunday. They lose mm-hmm. one other game. They go one and two, just like the Giants. But baseball fans everywhere, I'm sure, are excited. I mean, even if you're not a Dodger fan or a Giants fan or West Coast NL fan, whatever. Dodgers-Giants in San Francisco this weekend. I'm afraid, man. It should be a crazy series. I'm afraid. Well, because the reason why the Dodgers lost against the Rockies, they were just burnt out, man. They the J- <laughs> yeah. JT was pitching for a yeah. few, for like an inning or yeah, so. For those that weren't paying attention, it was a bullpen game on Saturday. Bro, we had two bullpen uh, games. Bullpen that, game that, on Sunday, and then the yeah, things. Stand. It was five zero, and they waved the white flag of the ninth inning. Which I mean, five zero is not crazy, not terrible, but it's not. It's doable with the Dodgers. You would think the Dodgers would be able to do it, but they weren't swinging. Well. I think they had three hits through nine yeah, innings. I, I knew we JT, were going to lose those Justin games. Turner, JT pitched the ninth. I knew we were going to lose those games, and there's a Dave. I knew for a fact it was a Dave Roberts decision because he wants to get everyone ready for the big game coming yeah, up. Yeah, you got to reset. You got the Braves. Com- uh, you got the Braves coming into town now, or are they on the road to play the Braves? I don't know. They're playing the Braves no, this pl- week. The, the Braves are in town. Yeah, they're so going they're going to be. Yeah, so oh they have the Braves God. coming into town. So it's a huge. It's a huge what six games or so. Whatever that's, that's the, Morton, the numbers are. That's gonna be Morton. What Anderson? I think it's Morton, Bueller, Anderson, somebody. But yeah, so it's it's gonna be a heavy task. The Giants just went one and two against them. Yeah, in Atlanta. Atlanta um, typically is pretty good towards the end of the season too, like the little stretch before yeah. the playoffs hit. I mean, talk about another team. We talked a little bit about the Yankees. They swung for the fences when got yeah. Gallo and Chris Bryant. The Braves. People were telling, were saying they should be sellers at the deadline. They had Acuna go down with the what did he tear ACL, ACL. MCL, whatever. That when he went for a play in the outfield, I mean they went and got some pieces, and they are leading the NL East like we we're just talking about. I know they blew past the Mets. The Phillies are on their tail a little bit, four and a half games back in the division. But um, we'll probably circle back a little bit, maybe a week or two now when we're a little closer, when things get really tight towards the end. Um, by the way, before we get to the NFL, uh, Angels sixty four and sixty seven. Wow. Yeah, well, not good. <laughs> but it's okay. Tyler's I, real favorite team is 77-53. I know. Houston Astros, Thank so God. I he must be feeling about. so good. What's really crazy is I hit, up, uh, I hit up Eric over the weekend about how I saw this video on YouTube of this dude who said he went to Angel Stadium and uh, bought the worst tickets just and just sat by himself. And that's when I found out through Eric that there is a part of the stadium in which if you sit there, you can't yeah. see the opposite I'm sure, outfield. I'm sure Tyler is. I don't know if you sat there, but you've heard or at least maybe know where you're at. So you're in the right field. There's a little section of the foul pole area between the foul pole and like the bullpen, I think yeah. maybe, where you can't see the left field if it goes deep enough. That's crazy. You know what I'm talking about, Tyler? About right. Yeah, the, the, no, I, I know exactly. You know the big about. grandstands I, along the back. So I if, know yeah. of the lore, if that's what you are asking. <laughs> I almost bought tickets because they're taking on the Rangers, I think, and then the Yankees come. Playing the town. Yankees uh, this week. Yeah, today like, uh, might be game one. Today actually. and tomorrow, but I almost bought tickets for la- uh, like last weekend's games against the Rangers, I think. Um, 
or maybe it's next week. Doesn't matter. Uh, tickets are nine bucks, and have reminded me of the good old days when the Dodgers were ass. Dude, I bought a row of like twelve tickets for fourteen dollars once at Dodger Stadium. <sighs> when back when it was like StubHub, print up your tickets. That with was the paper. like that was like Joe Tory. I paid more for service fees than the actual tickets themselves. So it was like forty five yeah. cents a ticket up yeah, in the top deck. The, the be- dude, the beautiful golden days. Before we get to football, the golden days were like the later half of Mattingly's uh, tenure with the Dodgers. They were just ass bro all the all the good guys now were just kind of like they were playing in the, the farm system so you had like you know Loney and Uribe and Juan Uribe and, Mr. Fall to one knee and hit a home one you're Juan Uribe yeah and so like Andre we were, Ethier was still there Andre Ethier, Ethier you know? Camp was around for the back half of his second stint at the Dodgers I, not forgot, his third. I forgot what your Greg Maddox played finally but I might no, that was way earlier actually but the tickets I remember I was in high school tickets were like six bucks Brian seven Wilson bucks. was there for a little bit remember the that's beard that's right that's Sergio Romo yeah I might have been late. I don't know. We're getting all these Memory players mixed lane. up. But I remember high school, senior year, being able to drive up to Dodger Stadium, six bucks a ticket on a Wednesday night. Oh, let's go do it, man. Yeah, I was uh, in college already, and this was like fraternity things we would do. Man. I had a dude. So if people have been at Dodger Stadium, right. you get up in the top deck, those, those steps are a little steep. Yeah. And I had a buddy who snuck a flask in. I was nervous. Nice, I was nice. I was afraid this dude was gonna fall off the top. Dude, deck they're and scary, down. man. It's, they're it they're you, straight up, dude. It gives you that optical illusion, but you're, it's scary. You're up there in the cheap seats with the with the real fans. You're on the moon. Give me the oxygen tank and the you, Sherpa. Yeah, you're Sherpa. you're on the moon, bro. Like, and they and they yeah. they you're going down at a steep angle See, on those steps up there. That's the good part of when your team sucks. That's the only redeeming quality, which is like, you know what? Maybe they'll win today. Maybe they won't. But tickets are only nine bucks. Hey, but it now cost it's, me six dollars to get in. But now it's like, oh great, sixty three bucks for nosebleeds. Yeah, Sick. that's what pisses me off. Was another thing when I'm getting nervous going to big games, like when I'm going to this uh, Bills Buccaneers game in December yeah. in in Tampa Bay. Oh, I know what you're going at. I'm like. I'm so nervous because it's like, dude, I shelled out, you know, a cool chunk of change. I was already right. going to be in the area. We're going for yeah. vacation. So I'm not entirely worried about the travel. But if I were to go to a Buffalo Bills home opener, cool experience. You know, I'm getting out there to be at the at the at the Ralph, you know, mm. it's Highmark Stadium now or whatever it is. Stupid name. But it's the like Ralph. I spent, you know, hundreds of bucks to get out here, hundreds of bucks to drink, hundreds of bucks to be in the stadium. And then they lose. Be a little pissed. That's how it was, man. Be I remember when pissed. I went to go see the the, the Packers uh, Chargers. Granted, somebody very gracious helped me get some tickets, but uh, everyone around me uh, did not have that luck. Yeah, and had to sell. Well, yeah, I was a, put a down payment down on the car. I was in a very similar situation, same stadium, yeah. playing the Chargers, and it was the Nathan Peterman five interception game. Yeah. Uh, well, I've talked about it on this podcast. That right. was the time I broke up with my team. I broke up with the Bills for a day. Which, in case you I guys, are, in case you guys are wondering, uh, Nathan Peterman was in the news yesterday. Because he threw an oh. interception to Haha Clinton Dix. Was that the call? Was that the yeah, call? That was All the right, call. I'm gonna find this video real quick. Hold I do, on. I do love. You know what? I'll tell you what though. Nathan Peterman for some reason has maintained the consistency, not consistency in a good way, but just in a sort of abysmal way. Which then bodes the question of why is it that Gruden has such a hard on for Nathan Peterman? Dude, I do not it's, know. It's crazy, honestly. There are so many good quarterbacks out there, or you know, half and he's like guys. the quarterback guru. So maybe this is like his fixer upper home, and he nah, just can't man. let it go. What's his name's a quarterback guru? Um, uh, 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 the kissy face, kissy lips. Man, Sean Payton, he's Sean the Payton. he's the uh, he's the quarterback he's the quarterback guru. But I don't know, man. Saints are looking kind of. Sh- We're about to get into the South, but looking a little, little shifty here because headline came out: Jameis yeah. Winston starting quarterback. I kind of dig really it. I, I will talk. We'll talk about it because I kind of I might be falling for a little of this preseason hype, like we talked about with the HBO the Hard Knocks hype that you kind of get overly excited because that's who you see. Right, right, right. It might right. be the Jameis Winston effect about you know just seeing him throw a ball that doesn't yeah, get intercepted. Of course, but I might be there. But okay, so NFC South. It's coming, but you mentioned the ha-ha Clinton Dix interception of Nathan Peterman, and this 
effing video is so funny. They're obviously making fun of haha Clinton Dix's name, but here we go. Second and ten. Peterman get a pump, go down the middle. That ball is intercepted by Ha Ha. <laughs> is he gonna take it to the end zone? Ha ha, Clinton Dix will get tripped up. <laughs> like honestly though, as a, as a play-by-play guy, how do you not do that every time he does a play? I would I would I would totally lean the, into that. The older I get and the more open uh <laughs> Woody Woodpecker in the booth. <laughs> the more open like NFL Real. productions is with like showing the intricacies of broadcasting. Also, because like broadcasters post like their normal day activities on TikTok now, so you can see what they do. Yeah. I totally get it. I, and I kind of understand, minus obviously the stupid racist stuff that some people say, I totally get why sometimes they say like facepalm bonehead things because it's like, bro, you got to you gotta fill time somehow. And so how do you not take advantage of a ha right. Clinton Diggs, ha 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 yeah. moment, you know? Dude, yeah. I mean, football is a little more fun. You can have a more leeway with it because yeah. you got, it's colorful. It's yeah. football, baseball. <laughs> you, not so much. Baseball, you have a little too much time, and that's when the racist stuff starts. Because yeah, base, baseball, you'll say something, and then you have to let it. You have to let it marinate, so it just simmers there. Whereas football, it's, you say something, it get lost in a yes, big hit. You know, it's like sound. Yeah, you'll say something in baseball, and then it's dead quiet. And then you yeah. could almost feel the the play by play guy or whoever's like, on the bod- broadcast with you, just kind of like, yeah, there goes the air in the room. Yeah, exactly. Whereas football, it's like you say something, oh, something yeah. sus, and then, there's always and kind of a crowd. Yeah. Big tackle by fifty two on the forty five yard line, just gets lost in the commotion, but. All right. Yeah. NFC South. We'll start there since we talked a little bit about Jameis Winston. Jameis Gosh. Winston. The Jameis Winston era in New Orleans. Drew Brees is gone. He's doing it's officially uh, begun. He's doing a play-by-play for the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish this year. I think. I think he's on the NBC broadcast. All right. If I believe my brain is remembering correctly. Good for you, so, Drew. Jameis Winston. Uh, it's honestly there's been a bit of a shift. I mean, in half of it at least. You got yeah. Jameis Winston uh, beating out Taysom Hill in New Orleans. You got Sam Darnold now in Carolina. Teddy Two Gloves That's is right. in Denver, stealing the QB job out from under Drew Locke's fingers. Uh, so you got Sam Darnold, <laughs> who actually mess. hasn't looked horrible. You got Jameis Winston. You got the defending Super Bowl champion Tom Brady Buccaneers. I mean Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. And then you have the cellar dwellers of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm not going to pay attention to that comment. I'm just going to be um, over here. And, uh, my all right, business. so Tyler, as before we get so into the, our predictions, like how high are your, you know, how optimistic are you for this season? What week does Josh Rosen still starting job from Matt Ryan? Oh, uh, week never because that's <laughs> not happening. Okay, no, okay. okay I'm, all right, joke aside. Okay, it's your team. You let us talk about ours. Well, how do you feel moving into this? This is a big year. I mean, you you've put money on. Matt Ryan, so there's obviously some yeah. belief there that you believe that he'll play, or it's just a shot in the dark. Where's my money's at? But how do you, faithful are you in going into this year with Matt Ryan and the Falcons? I'm. Uh, it's honestly, I have complete faith in the offense. I think the offense is going to do really well. It's the Achilles' heel of the Falcons every year. The goddamn defense. They suck ass. They can't stop a nosebleed, even if they tried. I. They are awful the defense is always awful with that being said i'm gonna give them let's see there's 17 games now in the year i'll say they finish either nine and eight or ten and seven i but the thing is is that the other two teams in that division being new orleans and tampa well they're pretty damn good so i have while the falcons finishing either nine and eight or ten and seven they will be in third place that's pretty uh that's pretty steep expectations, man, considering this team literally gave up what 
like the most aerial yards in God knows how many decades in the NFL last year? I believe in the offense. I believe and you know what the defense has to turn it around at some point, right? <laughs> you well believe right. now. <laughs> at some point they gotta figure it out, yeah, right? You gotta you, they gotta stop somebody eventually, right? That's exactly right. So I'm looking at the strength of schedule stuff, and this is oh. so Oh no. So I love I know some people don't like the strength strength of schedule things, but I actually kind of dig it because so this is like you know, the records based on last season, obviously, which is another reason why you kind of can take it with whatever you want to take it with. But strength of schedule for this season. So this is the total combined records of, you know, the opponents you're playing this year based on last year's records. The Atlanta Falcons aren't a, aren't stacked really hard, man. They got a pretty easy schedule based on last year's records. They got a faith. 123 and 148 based around the teams who they're playing this year based on last year's records. So, I mean, stacked, they're the easiest schedule in the division based on that. Albeit the Buccaneers are one spot ahead of them. Um, I guess the NFC South probably just has a, a pretty easy schedule matchup because the Panthers aren't that far ahead of them and the Saints are ever at a 22. So um, I'm just happy Josh Rosen is getting a little lick here because finally he didn't get drafted into somewhere that's going to be replacing him with a first round pick. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The really weird thing is, is that let's say Matt Ryan, this is his last year in Atlanta and there have been rumors that they very well could be his last year. Josh Rosen might be the starter next year. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, he was a first-round pick, so there's got to be something there, right? He's a first-round pick, but he's on his fifth team in like yeah, four well, years. you can't blame him for that. He gets drafted by the Cardinals. They fire their coach, bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who already said if he was ever an NFL coach, he was going to draft Kyler Murray. Lo and behold, who's available his first year? Kyler Murray. He gets, what, traded to uh, Miami. Miami goes and drafts Tua Tungavailoa. Then he was in Tampa Bay. Who does Tampa Bay trade for? Tom Brady. Then he's in San Francisco, sitting behind who? Jimmy G and CJ Beathard, who's already been the replacement. So, I mean, this is honestly the closest he's ever been to actually getting a fair shot, I feel. So, you are right, but at some point, like, at some point, are we going to stop gonna, saying who's that? Who's he oh, going to beat out, though, out of those? Like, you, you got two coaches who drafted he their could guys. Beat out, you're telling me he couldn't beat out CJ Beathard? I'm sorry, dude. Okay. He was third on the but depth you chart. you got Jimmy G in that situation. Like, he was, exactly. he was the third guy in the room. He, he couldn't beat out Jimmy G. It's like, at what point are we going to stop saying like, oh, he's never got a fair shot? And what point are we going to be like, maybe he just sucks? <laughs> like, I, let's just let's just be real. Maybe he's just maybe he's just not good. Okay, maybe he just sucks ass. Who knows, right? All right. So Defector.com puts out a uh, an an article every single year for every single team called "Why Your Team Sucks." And so I decided I was going nice. to go through it. It's pretty bulky. This one's for the Falcons. I thought I'd read some of the fan stuff. Um, this person says, what new sucks? Former general manager and guy who looks like the computer hacking specialist in a national treasure movie, Thomas Dimitrioff is gone, replaced by former Saints executive Tony Fondant, whatever the dude's name Harry, is. get it right. You guys totally yeah. have the inside edge on being New Orleans now, and you guys will still somehow manage to blow it. And then this yep. one, this one lady here at the bottom went really Jason in debt. Hill took us it out almost, twice last year. It almost sounded, <laughs> it almost sounded like Tyler wrote this. This is from Brent. Uh, blew a twenty-nine to ten halftime lead to the Dallas Cowboys. Blew another lead oh. to the Chicago Bears. Had a game-losing oh. touchdown to the Detroit Lions. Blew Thanks, a lead Todd to the Gurley. Chargers. You remember the where's nope. the onside kick one? Did that one already go behind? Oh, that, to, that was the, <laughs> that was the Dallas one. <laughs> blew a seventeen to nothing lead to the eventual Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Talk nope. early when I forgot about the. He fell. That's right. Into the end. 
says it says it got to the point where I would just turn off the game at halftime, fully knowing what would happen, and usually it did. It's almost like we build our new stadium on top of two historic sacred African American churches founded by former slaves, and as a result, we're cursed. Except that's exactly what's happening. Our kicker's Jeep got stolen, and he has now had to plead the community to get his cleats back. Even yep, our soccer team, even our soccer team sucks. We are cursed for life. F this team. I hate remember, everything. You remember? How- we should have known the curse was real when we found out that the Chick Fil A inside the stadium would not be yeah, open during stupid. Falcons game. Then you guys. Sunday. Then you guys. It says you guys signed Barkevius Mingo, who then a week after gets signed. Gets oh like, Jesus! Indicted Christ. on like federal charges for something. Do you remember how like <laughs> no, he was indicted every- on federal charges for, like kitty porn? It's every like, God, episode. Mighty. Every episode during last NFL <laughs> oh, season God. was like the first ten minutes was just checking on Tyler, <laughs> make sure he wasn't hanging from a light fixture because our teams were winning every week and Tyler. I was like, yeah, we lost in the final two minutes again. Yep, uh, we lost on an onside kick to, to seal the game. So, all right. Well, I'm just okay. So, Tyler, oh, suicide watch over here, yeah. man. By the way, Josh Rosen is uh, three and thirteen, so maybe he's not as good as I'm giving credit. Yeah, for. And an interesting. <laughs> t- saying, maybe he just sucks ass. I mean, he was like, oh God. But. An interesting tidbit too I saw from the article as well is the fact that the Falcons refused to pay uh, pay Julio Jones. Because he was too old and too yeah. expensive. However, they're going to start uh, Matt Ryan until he freaking dies. And then his backup is eight. Was it AJ McCarron? The same guy that people were telling. Or uh, ACL. The same guy that people were saying, look out when he started behind uh, Andy Dalton because he was the guy to watch out for. So, mm-hmm. yep. You're going to lose that job. Yeah, dude, who, who's, so, who, who are the backup quarterbacks right now? It's Josh Rosen. Cool. First round bus, who again sucks ass. And the third string quarterback is a dude named Felipe Franks. Dude sounds like a oh, hot dog yeah. company as opposed to a quarterback. <laughs> the guy from Florida who disintegrated his ankle. How can I forget Felipe, Felipe Franks. Franks? I mean, you got look, you got notable names in the roster. If 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 I'm gonna play devil's advocate here after we get off our 10 minute spiel on the Falcons, uh Rosen never if to be fair, he never really had a good ch- like he's no. never had a chance with a decent team. No. Every team he's been with has been absolutely butt. It's been him running for his life half the time. Does it help that he's kind of a dick? And he's kind of pompous. No, it doesn't help. You know, he was on the board Never when Josh in- Allen got drafted by the Bills. Yeah, I was a little. There was a split second where I thought they. I think Frozen Rosen. If I'm not correct, I think Rosen was the guy who said on microphone when being yeah. interviewed after being drafted. All I'm gonna y'all made epic mistakes. Yeah. 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 But this is the same dude who had a hot tub, a hot tub installed in his yeah, uh, never UCLA forget this dorm. Douchebag move of all time, my God! Why are you talking bad about your backup quarterback, yeah, man? man. If, if Matt Ryan Not goes you, down, this is your savior, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm so happy that Josh Rosen is my savior. You better remember this. If if Matt Ryan goes down or Josh Rosen lights it up for some reason, gets in there and he starts playing well, you better be ready to eat these words. Yeah, man. You I'll tell be you ready. what. If if Josh Rosen, be careful, Tyler. If, okay, look. If be careful, Matt Tyler, Ryan. Goes down at some point during the season, and Josh Rosen comes in, saves the day, gets us to the playoffs, and wins a playoff oh, game. Okay. Pump the brakes, man. If all that happens, what, tell yeah, me. Okay. Just put it on tape. So we I will personally hand deliver my apology letter to Josh Rosen. Well, not seeing that. Thought yeah, was that's so not going to happen. See if I. I well, I can't think of anything fun. That's how miserable I am. I, if freaking jo- team, dude. Because this is ridiculous. And it's not going to happen. If Josh Rosen does what he says you're saying he's, he's going to do, I propose you get a tiny tattoo that says, I love Josh Rosen. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Kind of like uh, how Tyron Woodley did with uh, Jake Paul. No, don't even mention that. We're not doing yeah, that. No, crap. no. God, I, I was hoping to go the whole podcast without mentioning that douchebag. I thought about doing it to do like an anti it, but then I was like, no, then that gives it too much airtime. But Randy had to break it. There you go. Um, all right. Well, who's going to win the division, Tyler? Are you going with the, the Falcons or are you going to be a rational thinker and not think with your heart? 
this is a tough one. Um, I, I, I have to go Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think I'm believing in Jameis a little too much, but it's also because I know the Saints, besides quarterback, they're solid everywhere else. Their defense is one of the best ones in the league. They have an amazing running back in Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas, when he's not being a little bitch, can actually do something. Is he playing it's this like, year? Has he he's he's going to get exactly traded, man. Point. He's going to get traded. He's going like, to get traded. I think he's done. And then Ian Book is going to get traded because teams apparently have already been calling Ian for Ian Book. Book. Which Mr. Makes, hand off the football. Which makes no sense to me, too, because like everyone's talking about how dysfunctional Taysom Hill is this, uh, has been this preseason. Like You have a rookie QB. Not Ooh. dysfunctional enough for the Falcons to beat him. <laughs> well, remember when our group chat was a Taysom Hill fan club? That's gonna have to make a, it's gonna have to make a reappearance, man. Now that the the football season's starting back up. So, did you make a pick? Oh, you went. That's right. You went Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the Bucks, Saints, Falcons, and Panthers dead last. Okay. Oh, see, I'm different. I think I think the Saints are going to be in third place. Uh, Michael Thomas Ooh. wants to get out of there. Uh, Jameis Winston, look, man, you can train people only so much. Or coach them. I do. I do not understand the rationale behind Sean Payton to get Jameis the starting role. Don't get me wrong. He's not a. He had LASIK. He yeah, can bro, see. He now. can see now. Okay. Well, he can see clearly this now. The rain has gone. Now this sounds like a bigger issue as to why this fool was playing blind for the past couple <laughs> he threw years. Thirty interceptions two seasons ago. Oh my! I know. Touchdown, so. I, I, yeah. You know what? I the still best don't... part was that his like last interception was to break the record and to lose a game in overtime. I know because it was a pick six, <laughs> ironically, so to good. the Falcons. I think. Love I think. It. I think the Falcons win f- uh, five games. I think the Saints That's will be third. I think the Panthers will be second, and ultimately, like I know, I hate to be that guy who just homers it in, but it's really hard to argue against picking the Bucks in first place. Like it's, it really just doesn't make sense. Like if you say no. You choose a different team. You're basically just saying it's it hard to do, it's but really I'm hard gonna to do it. Who are you gonna choose? I'm going Saints, man. Crazy, I'm riding. Man. I'm eating oh, doves. I'm, I'm got the wings. I got the I'm, eating I'm, I'm, This dude, Jameis, gonna be sidelined for stealing crab legs out of a New Orleans Super Bowl. I got I the doves. I'm eating them like Jameis. The, by far the weirdest thing any kind of pop up. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a I'm w. doing it. That's a W. I'm riding the preseason hype. Oh, I'm riding geez. that uh, 80 yard pass to whoever the hell he threw it the other day. He could see. He's got 2020 vision. He's going to see the dub. And I also am on the bandwagon of the Buccaneers aren't going to be as good as they were. Really? They were struggled a little bit last uh, year. No, uh, not every we, time I say that about Tom Brady, eh, whatever. Dude, who cares? Pull something out of his I'm ass. I'm gonna do it again. I'm hoping they suck. I'm hoping I see a Week 14 loss by the Buccaneers because I'm gonna be watching the Bills play them in Tampa Bay. And I, dude, it's different when you're the champs. And I know they're bringing back, which yeah. is another reason a lot of people are talking well, about. They're bringing I, back every starter. I, I think they brought back all 22 starters. I don't necessarily think they'll win a Super Bowl, but I, I don't think they lose their division though. Yeah, we'll see. I think yeah, I think the Panthers to are going to be better than champions. people yeah. think they are. Like you said, I think they right. might be flirting around second and third. Matt Rule, Matt Rule, good old Baylor boy. Baylor Bears, but baby. He, he, here's the Sam other Darnold thing about the Panthers: gets too. A, a decent lick. So why do that's, that, that, that's what I'm going to say because what happened to Ryan Tannehill after he got away from Adam Gase? Yeah. He flourished in Tennessee. Sam Darnold getting away from Adam Gase. Let's see what McCaffrey's happens. Back. I actually, we'll see. Bro, it's we'll gonna be see. it's gonna be Robbie Sam- Anderson and Sir Purr hanging out again. Yeah. Sammy and Sir oh Purr are gonna lead Sir the team Purr. to the promised land. What's that bear doing over there? That's Sir Purr. That's Sir Purr. Sir what? what? How you say that? Sir Purr. Sir Purr. So okay, so you got Bucks, Bucks, and I'm uh the lone wolf on the Saints. Yeah. That's gotta be a top ten and a uh, best NFL moments. What's of that all bear over there doing? <laughs> that's all Sir Purr. Sir Purr. Oh, bro, that's Sir Purr. <laughs> oh, okay, so the AFC side of things, AFC South. 
Um, I think we talked about it this year. Um, I think we talked about last year, and this kind of was my uh, God, synopsis around this division. division so the gross. AFC South is a circus. Every no matter what could go <laughs> wrong, it could go wrong in the AFC South. This division is Houston, so gross. You got the Houston Texans upside down. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, who's his sidekick, Travis Etienne, Etienne, however you say his name. It's He's done. out for the season, who apparently had to win his job over Gardner Minshew, who is traded now. Okay, whatever. Um, Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz, foot surgery at the beginning of training camp, worked his way back, is mm-hmm. projected to be ready for week one, a crazy thing, miracle. They're like, oh, oh yeah, we're sick. Just placed, on the, we'll see just placed on the COVID-19 we re- list. As we recorded this podcast, he yep. now has COVID. So there's another setback for him, and oh I am God. sure he's not a vaxxer because oh, no he's, the, he's the he's the um I prefer not to uh, talk about my status. He's not a vaxxer. The man's from North Dakota. So he's going to be out for probably 14 days. That's going to be he probably thinks drinking deer blood's going to kill him. That'll be about got. a week into week one, I think, or just after. That it. means, baby, Sam Ellinger time. Sam El- uh Sam Ellinger, no dog. He. Sprained his knee. He's out for six weeks. Oh my so it's God. Uh, Jacob Easton Texas time. Texas still not back. It's Jesus Jacob Christ. Easton time. Yeah, remember, it's the circus. Remember when Jacob Easton was like the guy? Like they were talking about like, watch out for Washington. So it's, it's lining up for another Tennessee Titans just bloodbath. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, they picked up Julio Jones, like we mentioned, from the Falcons. Oh, God. Derrick Henry, that- offensive f- player of the year. Um, it's a Never Titans forget division that Julio loser, Jones... Never forget that Julio Jones trade happened when we were all in Vegas, and I walked around outside for a mile pondering what yeah. to do with my life. T.Y. Hilton is hurt in 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 Colts land, so he's out for a couple oh, weeks. I feel like that dude's been there forever. Um, Quentin Nelson is hurt. They're starting uh, left tackle Eric Fisher is hurt for the Colts. Like the Colts, oh I feel like God. they're only one that could really give the Titans a run for their money in that division, and they're screwed. I mean, Houston. I yeah. mean. Houston has their own it's thing just, going on right now. Deshaun Watson might get traded to the AFC East, possibly yeah. to maybe to Carolina. He might get traded to whatever Miami Harris County Jail. He might Who get knows? traded to the next uh, recording jail. of Longest Yard. Yeah, the only transfer he's going to be going is from county to federal. So it should be uh, should be real interesting to see how it plays out. So I know this that was a very gist statement. We could definitely dive into it, but we're not diving into it, guys. Let's be front. Let's be let's be real here, let's guys. Be frank. It's the let's Titans, be Felipe right? Frank. It's the Titans division, and we kind of did it what we did with the AFC East. It's the Bills to lose. It's the Titans to lose, right? Yeah, this is definitely the Titans to lose. Like you said, the Colts were the only team to really be able to give them a, a run for their money, but half their team, apparently their bones are made of glass and their skin is made out of paper, so they're out for God knows how long. So okay, SpongeBob reference. I am proposing that the Jacksonville Jag, Los Jaguares, are going to take the second, the number two seed because prime, literally only because the Colts are broken in half. And I don't and if Wentz doesn't get hurt. To begin with, like before the season starts, he's gonna get hurt because his O line is decimated, and it's just it's just a matter of like I mean I understand he's got a COVID protocol right now, but yeah, it's just the dude always seems to get injured, and now on top of the fact that half of his O line is injured, the foot, it's, just, it's the not gonna foot go well. Surgery he had at the beginning of camp to fix this injury he had is for an injury that he said he got in high school. Oh like what gosh. are we doing? I bet it was like an ingrown toenail or something. Uh, it was it was flashy or something or other. Oh, planner, uh, uh, planner fasciitis. No, I don't think it was planner fasciitis. No, it's like that lens Frank or whatever it's called. And Frank, she's a Frank. Colts oh, fan? lens Frank or something. Lens crafters, but um, yeah, dude, the Colts. I don't know, man. The, the the Colts will never be able to fully rebound back 
Ever since ever since Manning left, I mean, they sure they had a few good Phillip, years of luck. Good old dang Philip. Which, which the, Bills beat, the Bills put him into their grave last year. Which then, man, when you really think about it, this is, you have to remember this is an organization whose fans decided to boo and nearly throw trash at Andrew Luck after he chose his right that his, just, that like, anniversary that just passed. Yeah, to who chose yeah, it, ha- it broke in the middle of a game in the preseason. Yeah. Well, that's like that. that uh, that's like that I, one dude I from miss the, General Andrew Luck. I miss him. That's like that. Oh, yeah, God. that was such a good account. That's like uh, what. What's it called? That one dude from the uh, from the Bills who like at halftime was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this." I'm oh, Vontae yeah, oh, Davis, yeah, ex Colts. He's like, "Peace, guys." Speaking of Colts, ex Colts, you know that, so. that was so lame, man. Because then all the, the "I hate it in Buffalo." Buffalo sucks jokes. Oh, he hates Buffalo so much he retired mid game. Like I, I have been I have been long proponent. I don't even know that's the right word to use, but what I'm trying to say is I have long been an advocate for the pot uh, pot meets kettle, which is parts of America that aren't necessarily the most desirable to live in. Calling other parts of America that are also right. not desirable living. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hell. Browns fans, whatever. Yeah. It's like Cleveland talking bad about Buffalo. I'm like, okay. And yeah. uh, I'm going to, well, I'm going to be a third party and uh, see what you guys are talking about so. from sunny California. So I think so. we're all picking the Titans here, right? Is that we're all, we've all yeah. tiptoed around the idea. Yeah. So, I mean, if Carson Wentz, who was on track, which looked like to be back ready for week one, if he's not ready for week one, He's dodging a little bit of a bullet. The Seahawks were in town. Oof. You know, it's a tough game to come back. He, you know, he was injured. Oof. Tough to game. You know, he's been in and out of the lineup. Oh, Thank God. God, you know, he'll have time to get ready and play on the road against Aaron Donald and the Rams in week two. Welcome back. Oh, my God. Welcome prayers. back. Thoughts and prayers. I'm, my thoughts and prayers are with Jacob Eason. That dude has to literally go against the what, the Seahawks, right? Yeah, Seahawks week one. Week one, a hungry defense, manned by Pete Carroll, who seemed to be pretty hungry at this last preseason game, the way he was playing. Yeah. And he's got to run for his life uh, uh, with, an un, with an inexperienced Sam has gone behind you. You, uh, I don't even know who their third their third string yeah, is. Look this they up. probably don't even have one. So Rico Blankenship, the kicker. Oh my. Rodrigo. Rico. Rodrigo. Oh, my bad. Whatever. <laughs> Uncle Rico, the the QB Blankenship. Gonna throw the ball over them Indianapolis Mountains. Oh my God. The backup quarterback is Brent Huntley. Oh. I, yeah. Brent, I'd, look give, at Brent, I'd give Brent the hit raps, dude. F, I give Brent. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Brent Huntley. And this is the, I usually say it's about one person every year. He's still in the league. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. And everything you say about that is wrong because. He's awful. As a Packers fan, he <laughs> brought me much toward him and Deshaun Kaiser. God damn, those Deshaun oh, Kaiser. God. Those dicks. I don't even know if he, I think he works for the Packers now, right? Isn't he like a QB assistant? No, that's Josh Dobbs, I think. Well, there's so many notable quarterback names and like the people. You just refer- remember, you just kinda like, oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he had like one sick year in the Big Twelve. Yeah. And then he remembered that, hey, I played in the Big Twelve where there's no defense. Well, quarterbacks are the faces of teams in college, so it's always funny to remember certain guys. Like I remember Colin Klein from Kansas State. Heisman finalist who could not make a roster. And I was like, why don't they hire this guy? Yeah. Or just random people yeah, from different hey, teams. Guess what? 2,000 yards, 4,000 yards, 5,000 yards passing in college does not equate to the NFL. It does not. It does not. So ask, Just ask Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Well, we'll find out with Trevor Lawrence then, actually, because week one, Texans play Trevor Lawrence God, and the Jaguars. Man, I'm so, I'm so excited because I just, I love football because. Fo- football is it's almost like when christmas rolls along and the mood just changes mm-hmm. like football time is of year is tough. so different it's a little tough because like thankfully we have college football this weekend yeah. it starts on thursday asu game one on thursday night they play uh southern utah i think southern utah something or others they oh, rank God. they're ranked preseason ranked number 25 know, well, that's literally in. because of herm edwards so, uh, 25, 
to one odds or something like that. Yeah, Plus no, twenty five thousand. No, oh, side note of on college. Did you hear that the uh, according to I think it's the University of Southern Ca- South Carolina's something uh, yeah, someone guy that, that the, uh, the the college football playoff is like it's on life support. So it, it well they're it's, it's they're looking more like it's it, not so going to happen. Who knows with this whole realignment? Yeah. I mean, we're not really big college football guys, but with this whole you know SEC's poaching Texas and Oklahoma, so the Big Twelve is going to be butt in three years. The and you got the alliance with Big Ten, Pac twelve, and the ACC, which yeah. is basically Clemson just wants to play the Big Twelve and uh, Pac twelve yeah. and Big Ten more. And the, so it's, it's it's a mess. Yeah, NCAA is stupid anyways. Just. Make divisions, make them run their own thing. Make divisions, make the video game. Let's just get on to life. That's what we need. We need NCAA football. Just yeah. cut to the Amen. point. Um, <laughs> so there's already there. there. We, we need to bring back Coach Toby Tonka. He needs to come we, back. We, Toby tell, Tonka. we tailspin and hit a lot of crap on the way out of this one. But there's our NFC South, AFC South. We got two Buccaneer picks. I am picking the Saints, and we got a clean sweep for the Titans. Because Derrick Henry's a monster and Julio Jones and Ryan Tannehill all of a sudden knows how to throw football because he's not playing with Adam Gase in the Jets. You sound like so. Ryan Tannehill for a second. You're like, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> there was a, I saw another mic'd up segment with him and he was saying something. It was when uh, Derrick Henry oh, uh, stiff-armed somebody and he was like, golly. And I was like, oh, God. I always forget. Oh, I was watching. I, I uh, hate, oh, God. It's funny you mentioned that before we, before we wrap up. I saw a clip of uh, our good old boy, Philip Rivers, yeah, coaching, coaching his first football. ever football game. Is that, is that, where, where's, where's the kick? kick it? He's doing a kicking yeah. motion. Like yeah. You can't say, where's the kicking team? And he's team? giving the one. He's like, yeah, dude, we he's, know what the one means. Yeah. Point after kick. Okay, so. Next. Oh, dude, almost forgot. Ah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of high school football, did you not see that story of that fake high school? Oh, I did see that. So IMG played uh, some random, like, uh, I forget what it was, something county on ESPN over the weekend. Yeah, Sycamore, did, Bishop Sycamore yeah, or something. ESPN did some big uh, high school football thing over the weekend where high school football is on pretty much every day, multiple games a day. Me. I watched a couple times. I was like, damn, this is crazy. These high school kids are way more athletic than me already. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the last game of the weekend was uh, IMG Academy, which is some school in Florida, I believe. Yeah, 20 and, D1 prospects. Yeah, these kids are, they go, they're bred, basically. They're yeah. bred to go into the NFL from there. Exactly. Just hit D one, and some yeah, Sycamore something County High School is basically some like go. You know, here you've heard of ghost kitchens. Yeah, like you you order food through this, and it's basically somewhere to pick it up. They're basically like a ghost high school that kind of just doesn't have a website, doesn't have like a legit a, a curriculum. They've just kind of branded, and they snuck their way onto this ESPN broadcast because they said they had like seven, eight D1 prospects that they could not verify. <laughs> and they got there and they're like, yeah, by the way, they're not on our roster. They got shelled like what? 58 to zero. Something yeah. like that. And so on top of that, there are primary people are starting to discover they're a primarily online based school for yeah. starters. Second off, like no more than three, four days prior, they played a game in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I saw that. So that these, they lost. That they lost by significantly. a lot. And so you have these guys who are already exhausted playing Quite perhaps the yeah, greatest um, high school team ever comprised in yeah, the, the history Ohio of all time. Hall of Fame Stadium, wherever they are. So like nationally televised, prestigious place. And yeah, and the, the ESPN broadcasters, I forget who was calling the game. They even kind of talked about, yeah, we don't really know much about the school. This is not a situation we want to be involved in. What what I love, too, about this, this whole situation is, you know, they always say don't get caught slipping. Like, don't get caught slipping. And ESPN got caught slipping because the last game, they just honed in. They're like, mm-hmm. whatever. They didn't do any verification. They didn't do anything. And then this is what happens. This is the end result. Yep. They have a team who literally does not exist yep. getting shellacked by a team that pretty much can play in the NFL. Yeah, you know, ESPN will totally own up for it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. They didn't. So next week, guys, final divisions, AFC yes. West, NFC West. Um, probably real quick. Real All quick. Right. F that. I'm going to stutter well, hey, here. Hey, hey. 
real quick, this video came out while we were doing the podcast of Juju Smith-Schuster. Hold on, say that again one, one more time, Hold on, you, you had a Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Sheesh, I hate that name. Of him a week and a half before the season doing the milk he, crate challenge. If fall? you were a Steelers fan, he did not know. fall. Oh, lame. However, if you were a Steelers fan, you should be deservedly oh. upset. I'm more surprised he didn't do a TikTok dance right there. I was the about to say, yeah, he's this dude in a social media game. It'll be about what week eight, and then he'll get in trouble because people he's focused around dancing. I give him two more years so. before he just gets over it. It's like I can have more fun doing social media stuff. He's too young, though, man. He's same thing, man. So I mentioned it. We were in. A, I mentioned our group yeah. message. Stefan Diggs. All I, these millennials. I follow him on Instagram, and he posts some memes. He posts some like comments, yeah, and and I forget he's just a twenty-seven-year-old dude from Virginia that's just really good at football. Yeah. and really rich. How really did you rich. forget that you're a twenty-seven-year-old dude? I, I'm not. A we're older, dude, but we're I, gonna at one be point 30. I was. So like the things I right. see him posting sometimes, I'm like, dude, you're like wide receiver one on the Buffalo Bills, right? Why are you posting this weird meme or this like kind of childish meme and stuff, right. and like popping off it like blah, 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 blah. and then i think about it, i'm like well that's right you're just you're just a dude yeah you're just a guy juju smith schuster's just a guy let him have his fun preferably let him have his fun up until week one or week two because the bills play the steelers in week one and i don't need his focus on the game so yeah um but yeah next week guys afc west nfc west i think probably the two most intriguing divisions in the nfl to be honest i agree I you agree. got uh von miller coming back in denver teddy two gloves like i said is a qb out there Herbie and Chargers going to try to take out Mahomes and the Chiefs. Oh, and then the NFC West is division. NFC West is a murderer's row. You got some heavy hitters there. Um, but we'll do that next week. We'll wrap it up. And then college football is this weekend. We're in full-blown football mode until like March, guys. Football is back, baby. Take a breath because yeah. it's going to be a, a marathon. It's going to be football, football. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever that was. Let's Holy crap. It. Let's go and end it. <laughs> See you later. I think he's having a heart attack. <laughs> Somebody get a wellness check on Tyler. Houston area, please. <laughs>